Well, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome, welcome to our session titled only eBooks. So I wonder what we're going to say. There have been two other really great sessions today about eBooks, and so. Um, well, I think uh, the, the link that's on the page, if you want to jot that down, will get you to the resources which we're going to discuss and, and share today. Um, the first thing I'm going to actually ask you to do is to introduce yourself to your neighbor and ask them, or you tell them, what are, what are your questions that you have about ebooks right now? Because um, one of the things that we didn't really do in either of the sessions that I think I would like to do is just to explore some different examples of some ebooks. There was a little bit. We did that for sure. Yeah, Jason and Martin did some. But I want to explore some other um, ebook examples. But um, generally, when I've done this session, I've focused on creating the media ebooks. But um, how, long, how long do we have? Does anybody know? It really doesn't say an hour. Okay, so we'll wrap up at five. Less than that now. So um, let me give you a, a minute and a half. I, is anybody's brain full? Like overflowing? Overflowing with stuff. So um, I'm going to intentionally try and have a little bit of a slower pace and address some questions. But um, as you've probably gotten the idea from talk about ebooks and other things, it is really, really an exciting day as a reader and as a writer and as a teacher for wanting students to experience books and be able to create them. So, give you a minute and a half. I want you to turn to your neighbor. What is your burning question about ebooks? Go ahead and talk with your neighbor about that. Go. And introduce yourself. Okay. The bell. The bell. There are a lot of folks in the room. We have 45 minutes, and there will not be enough time for everybody to ask their question out loud, but I am sincerely interested in your questions and sincerely interested in answering them. So what I have done is I have created what's called a back channel for today using a site called Today's Meet. And if you or your neighbor want to go to our link, remember our link was this address that I put up here at the top, all right? When you go to that link on any web browser that you have, at the top of it, you'll see now, and you may have to refresh your page because I just added it as you were talking, a link that says back channel for this presentation. And when you open this, it's going to open up today's meet, and it just asks you to type your name, you click join, and then you can type uh, whatever you would like to ask. So, what questions do you have about ebooks? Okay? And you say say, and then it will. Um, display over here on the side. So um, it sometimes takes a minute. I'm not sure why that one didn't display right away. Um, usually it'll pop up right away on your screen and then it will take a minute. Okay, great. And so I can answer the question. That first question was, what was the link? Actually, someone else could answer it. I'll put in a link. Thank you. For the, um, the, okay. Okay. So that's the link. So Feel free to use that, that back channel here as we, um, as we, as we um, chat a little bit. We won't have time for everybody to ask their questions, but we do have time for some. So uh, anybody want to uh, speak up and ask, ask your question before I do a little bit of sharing with a few slides and a few ebooks? Burning question. Yes, ma'am. Um, I tried to um, download your, uh, your assignment media. Right. Uh -huh. And I was able to get it on, on my iPad. 
Right. So there are different formats and different ways to read them on different things. Um, if you if you Google playing with media and you click the link that says ebook, this is the link that um, has the shopping carts where you can add and then use the the discount code. I have on here a help with ebooks page. Okay, I'll zoom in on that. A help with ebooks page, and that actually will talk to you about. Um, there's a lot. I have a screencast about iPad, but also about the Kindle and about Nook. Um, I helped uh, someone earlier today um, download the Kindle for Mac um, application because. I mean, at the beginning, let's say the digital divide is real and not everyone has a screen. And people that have screens don't all have the same kind of screen. So one of the challenges that we face as we want to create curriculum and share it is doing our creating and then our distributing in a way that's going to be accessible for people. So you do not have to have an e-reader in order to read Amazon's books on your computer. And so an EPUB book will not currently play on any app that I know of that you can put on your Mac or on your Windows computer. However, you can download the, the Kindle for Mac or the Kindle for Windows software, and then the Kindle versions, you can go ahead and read them. Okay? Somebody else would want to ask a, a question? Yes? I need to jump ahead, but this is actually kind of a cool thing, too, the Kindle app is there's an app called Readability. Mm. I haven't played with it, but I've heard about it's it. Awesome, and it strips out all the stuff around. Like if you send yourself a New York Times article or a CNN article, it strips out all the advertising, the text and white background. And if you're in my last session, there's a secret email address for your Amazon account, and so you can send it to your secret Amazon account, and it will appear in your Kindle app. Right. It's unbelievable. Yeah. So it's called readability. readability. I'll put it in the back channel. There's some, there's some, there's some really neat stuff. And and my wife has a Kindle. Um, I've you know been just reading on the iPad and and my iPhone basically for for eBooks. Um, but there's some really really neat things that you can do with these tools. And as we heard Martin and Jason say in their morning session on eBooks, these are relatively new tools with a lot of things that are that are improving. One of my favorite things that I've learned, and Will Richardson actually showed this at a session, is um, when you sign in with your account to kindle.amazon.com, why is it really, really dangerous for me to do what I'm about to do? (laughs) Put in my password. Because I might not be in the password box, right? And if I happen to be on my iPad, what does the iPad show when I type letters, even in a password box? The first character. So generally, you do not want to be connected to the projector when you're logging into any website at all, because that's like keys that people can get, you know, to your stuff. So yes, when you log in with the Kindle, um, with your, your Amazon account, you've got an email address that you can use to send yourself content. You also have the ability to share your highlights when you're highlighting a book. And, you can, and, and so the, one of the things I like to do with nonfiction, and I like to read a lot of nonfiction, um, is I like to, to highlight and make notes. And so um, this is a really, really amazing thing. And I haven't 
seen it yet where our class can read the same book and you can see what I highlighted. You know, I can see your highlights. But we're getting there. I mean, somebody is going to develop, I feel confident, you know, that kind of capability. So um, we'll, we can talk a little bit more about highlighting, but, but know that there's multiple ways to get ebooks onto your device. You can synchronize them to, to put them there with the Amazon Kindle. You can email it. And then there's these other apps that are going to give you um, options and ways to do it, too. Let me tell you a story. My daughter, Rachel, who is not here, but um, was just, I, I love to be able to, to travel with my kids and be able to present and share, um, worked on a, a book last year in second grade from basically the end of August, early September until January. And, and it, it turns out to be this book with a friend, Madison, who did the, who did the illustrations, uh, called Snowflake Gets Lost. And this is the story of what happened with that book and then how an app called Book Creator has suddenly shifted the worker role from me, the dad, the parent, the teacher, to the child who can now do all of it. So Rachel brought home this folder in January. And this folder had illustrations that her friend Madison had done and then chapters that she had written. And we laid all these out on a Saturday. And what did we find? We were missing one, you know, and so we had to call Madison. Madison, I need a picture for, for chapter two. And so Rachel had written all of this out. And our thought was, because she has seen me create ebooks before and we've done recording, is that she could read her book and then make that available to people with her text and Madison's drawings and her voice. So this took about three hours, and I counted the files. We recorded 37 different files to get seven chapters. And some of that was Dad's fault because I left my cell phone next to the computer. Do you know what happens if you get a text message when you're recording with the microphone? You know, sometimes it buzzes, and, you know, we tried different programs. There were a lot of clicks involved in doing this. But the product was very exciting. And so I made a little screencast of this um, because I can't play this enhanced book on my computer. I could only play it on the iPad. And I'm going to connect, I do have my, my iPad to my computer and, and mirror it and show you stuff. But um, we'll just take a look at a little bit of this. So I made a recording of my screen, of, uh, of my iPad, and then... Um, did this, you can see. So it was dedicated to Mrs. Zahn, her teacher. They got that picture. They once lived a happy named Snowflake. He lived in Alaska. He had an owner named Leslie. He lived in a cabin. One day, Snowflake smelled something good in the kitchen. Leslie's grandmother had died. She was baking a cake for her grandmother, who was bad. Oh, how much Snowflake wanted that cake. So he decided to check it out. It was a chocolate cake with strawberry icing and had white linings. Lassie put the finishing touches on the cake and left. Snowflake wanted to follow her, except he had to keep the fire still running. He did it for 25 minutes, then we should check if Lassie was back. So now we'll flip to the next page. We'll click on the picture, and we can pinch to zoom. My mom said, Wes, why is it in black and white? I said, Mom. Well, got that. She had a picture of her grandfather. Mom, they don't, <laughs> they don't have iPads, you know. They had pencils and paper, and this is what, this is what they did in class. 
so I had a chance to come share this with Rachel's class on the, the whiteboard, the interactive whiteboard, and the kids got so excited to hear one of their classmates sharing this. And so what I want you to do is turn to your neighbor and talk about the value of that activity from a literacy standpoint and from a learning standpoint. What's the value of having our students taking something that they've written and then orally recording it and sharing it for peers, parents, and others. Okay, talk to your neighbor about that real quick. Okay, let's get a couple a couple comments. What what do you think? Validation by your peers, recognition. It goes back to the Marzano stuff we talked about this morning with providing recognition. We know that's tied to student achievement. What else? Externalizing an interior experience. Externalizing an internal experience. Can you elaborate a little more? A story came from from her internal environment, and then so it becomes uh, almost you know a a very subjective experience now becomes objective because it's outside of her. And what's the potential audience for something we share online that's not password protected? What's the potential audience? It's unlimited. That's unbelievable. We've had this around for a while, but, you know, it really is amazing that we could share that book for free and there's no limit to how many people could get it. If we were printing it, if we were doing paper, we'd have limits because you'd have to touch it physically and we'd have to pay some, you know, somebody to duplicate it and to print it. What else in terms of the value of this? Their classmates and other children with the same age just to be stimulated to want to do that, whereas if you ask them to write, you can just run. Right. But this is certainly an avenue that just makes you want to get out there. Motivating, motivating. You know, someone asked me today, talking about motivation and motivating kids as far as learning and working hard, I think we got to hang out with other people who are doing that thing that we want kids to do where we want them to do you know how are you going to learn a new skill well mentorship you're going to need to be mentored so we now have opportunities to get mentored by others that aren't in our physical location right I did a video conference my sister-in-law is the librarian at Allen High School in Allen Texas and they have a, they spent 49 million on their uh, football stadium and it's the second largest high school in Texas oh my gosh and um, it's a grand opening this year but she had about eight kids that were interested in being authors. These are high school students. So I shared what I had learned publishing my book on Amazon, and I also was able to share with them a high school junior in Yukon, Oklahoma, who has published his book, a Civil War novel set in 1865, and it's on Amazon. And so, you know, it's a big deal to have a chance to get to hear from somebody who's done something, especially who's excited about it, And we totally saw that happen in the classroom because guess what? All the kids, I didn't even realize this till the summer, Rachel said the writing workshop started in their class after that because so many kids wanted to write books. So, I mean, that was really exciting. What about the, yes? I like the idea that it's taking the fear out of presenting, hearing somebody's message you might be afraid to actually put themselves out there in front of the others. Amen. And what version of those 37 recordings do you get to hear? the best ones right now there's a fun saying I like when it comes to media projects it's never done it's just do okay we weren't going to spend eight hours on Saturday doing this 
And, you know, even the three hours we spent was a lot of time. But it is absolutely huge that with recording, we get a chance to hear ourselves and then maybe do it again and do it until we're happy with it. And I do think live presentations are important. Oral communication skills, common core, that's all part. What do people say about the fear of public speaking? We fear it more than death. So when you can record in a quiet room or at your house or in the library or somewhere else, get it right and then share that, you know, it's like going to a movie when it's time to present instead of theater time. And I don't know if anybody's a theater person and you love that, but lots of nerves when it's opening night or whatever night, you know, it's just different. It's different. And there's so much power to audio and the voice. So I'm really a big advocate for using audio recording and then finding ways to help get kids really excited about the writing process. Because, yeah, this is ebooks and there's new stuff here, but this is about writing and elaboration. And when we're, you know, reading it orally, expression. I mean, stuff we've worked on since the dawn of teaching and writing. Here's my big aha. And this app is called Book Creator for iPad. And I will do a quick demo for you. If Rachel was here, one of my other kids, um, I would... Uh, I would bribe them to uh, do this demo because it's a lot more fun to see a kid do this. By the way, next year, let's talk to Kate and the others at Blackfoot. I don't know that I'll be back, but whoever's here, <laughs> I would love to come back. Um, let's have some kids here. Let's have some students, you know, doing some teaching because the few times that has happened, it really is awesome to have kids sharing and, 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 and teaching. Well, we have four kids we could bring, right? Yeah, well, yeah, maybe. Our kids are starting August 1st, but we'll have work with that. Maybe we'll just have to start start school later. The big deal with this is we can do it by ourselves. And so what I'm going to do now is I'm going to leave my PowerPoint. And I have started a little program on my um, on my computer called Air Server. And this is interesting. There's an old connection that didn't do this connected. So what I'm doing now is I'm wirelessly connected to my computer. I'll try not to. Oh, that's not very good. I'll try not to jerk it around. That's not. What am I going to do? Let's turn it off and we'll turn it back on. Okay. Did you call that this app is called Book Creator. All right, so I'll try not to I'll lock my lock my screen orientation. Um, you can buy a hundred dollar Apple TV. You'll have to have a converter box in most classrooms to convert the high definition cable to your your classroom projector, which is like a VGA connector. Or you can spend fifteen dollars and connect wirelessly, like I'm doing here. So um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to open up the iBooks application, and I want to look at some different uh, book examples. And I'm going to show you the book that Rachel created during iPad Media Camp in July. And um, we'll talk about how, you know, I'll show you how, how she was able to do that and create it. So um, one thing to know about iBooks is that you can create different collections. 
so I haven't done a lot of this. Um, I went through elder training this year, and, you know, the Book of Order and our Book of Confessions are PDFs. Isn't that great? They're electronic, and I just put them in their own collection. When you um, want to do a new collection, you simply do new, and you say, um, you know, these are going to be second grade stories, and then um, I can put books that I have over here into those collections. I can, I can move those. Now, the one that I want to go to, I'm hoping I have on here, and there's Snowflake. It should be a recent one. Okay, here it is. It's, this is Twins. Now, Rachel used two different apps to create this ebook. There's an app that she's used a lot that she likes called Story Patch, and I have that linked on our page. And Story Patch will let you create characters, but you tweak them so you get to change, you know, clothing, hair color, eye color, skin color, um, the expressions that they have. But it just makes a PDF file. Now, PDFs, who's read a PDF? Who's opened a PDF? You probably all have. PDFs are a great ebook format, but they can't have audio or video inside them. They can have text. And they can have images. When you create an ebook, you need to think about accessibility. And so, even with a like iBooks author, um, Martin and Jason talked about this this morning. You can create that with a uh, a PDF version. And who can read a PDF version? Basically, anyone can. So Rachel created. She wrote her story, and then she made the characters, and then she recorded this. And this took her a couple hours to do. And we took screenshots from StoryPatch because you can't record your voice in StoryPatch. And then she used Book Creator to do this. This is a 26-page book, 22-page book. She said, Dad, I think it's too long. I said, I, I think it's okay. I think it's okay that you wrote a long book. I'm not going to do the whole thing, but we'll just hear a little bit of it. Twins. Now, keep in mind, she did 100% of this. This is not any dad interaction, and, I, and, and she decided recordings and all that as far as how many times. Someone moved in. His name was Mr. Robert. Then the next day, somebody else moved in the neighborhood. His name was Mr. Richard. When you're airplaying like this over the network, sometimes there's a little lag and delay in the, in the audio playing. So I, I might end up plugging in to, to do this. But. All right. So if I want to avoid these problems, I can directly plug in and not do it. But you get the idea, okay? This is a real aha. The fact, I mean, if I'm in the front of the room doing all the work, who's doing all the learning or most of the learning? I am. So our kids really need to be doing work in order to do learning. And so I don't want, as a teacher, I don't have the time as the teacher to spend three hours with everybody's ebook on a Saturday. Um, but I don't want to do that if there's an alternative to this. 
Um, I'm going to show you one other example, and this is one that one of Rachel's um, classmates, Jakari, did. And this is his book about Minecraft. Or do any of you have kids or grandkids playing Minecraft? They know about Minecraft. It's free. Uh, Lucy, how do you summarize what Minecraft is? It's like Legos online. It's like it's, it's kind of like Google SketchUp Legos. Kids can build houses, and then there are weird animals in there, like ocelots and like sheep. And then you got and they find diamonds, and they find they can mine for things, and they have to, you know, Henry's always building stuff up in the sky so nobody can get at them up there. You can do it in creative mode, and you can do it in multiplayer mode. And I'm telling you, my, my it's, it, and teachers are starting to use this to like create, have the kids create ancient civilization, civilization replications and stuff like that. In eastern Oklahoma, one of our 19 schools that, has, that did a laptop project in 2009 has a remarkable social studies teacher who's also the ag in the classroom um, uh, sponsor. And so his kids were into Minecraft, and they did their whole thing about the farm and, and the urban setting, and they, they did it in Minecraft. They set up their own server at school. Yes, you know, it's very, it's very cool. Okay, so. And, and can I say one thing about Sure. Henry, speaking of YouTube types, the YouTube stuff, Henry looks up how to do stuff. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And something called Minecraft. And my 14-year-old son all the time is watching videos by folks who are doing things in Minecraft. Okay, so this is second grade Jakari who is so excited. Now, he did not write text, but he had drawn his pictures, and then he's orally explaining what he's got here. This, is, this story is about Minecraft, and I like Minecraft because the people who are in Minecraft are like square and have their houses are too. Just above these people are stuff they have. This one's a boomerang, that one's a, that one's a bucket of water, that one's a pickaxe, that one's a sword, that one's some sand, that one's an arrow, and that's a bow and arrow, and that's an axe, two golden apples, it's a fork, and TNT, and a bed. <laughs> oh yeah, I was on the game first. <laughs> Hello, hey. What are you doing building a house? Oh, do you know it's almost midnight? Yeah. Now we learn here in a minute that we can do more than one audio on one page. Arg, who are you? I'm your friend Cash. Oh, hey. Hey, I found a helmet. Oh my gosh, it's helmet. Hey, I'm going inside, okay? Let's go into the forest! Yay! Are there creepers in the forest? I don't like creepers. <laughs> now this one was not clear where we had to go, so we had to put some words on here to show the order. Go away, or I'll hurt you with a cannon! Had a, get, had a guest voice there. And I will hurt you with this flaming arrow! No, nobody gets hurt. Okay, so... Uh, this was created with Book Creator. Now, I don't want to give you the idea that you have to have an iPad and that you have to, you know, you've got to have Mac stuff in order to, to do eBooks. You don't. But currently, there's only one book I've seen in, in Amazon on for, for sale for Kindle that's enhanced. Tony Wagner has, has an enhanced yeah. book. And I'd like to know how he did that. Well, I haven't seen it. I have, I have the, I have, I have it with there. It, 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 it has QR codes in it. 
so he, but he's got audio and video in there too, right? What do, what do I do if I'm on my iPad and I don't know where the app is? <laughs> you know, go to search. So swipe to the right. You're in Spotlight and start to type the app, which is called Book Creator. So I type book and it's going to pop up. I forgot what folder I put it in. So um, Book Creator works by clicking to say I'm going to do a new book. You choose the size that you'd like. I usually do landscape. Rachel likes to do portrait. And then up here in the upper right corner, I have some buttons that I can use to put in content. That's going to be a picture. That's going to be text. And the musical note is going to be audio. So one of the things you need to do first is get the content onto your book. So uh, how do you think I got that picture onto my iPad's photo roll? Any ideas? I actually drew it, um, in this case, on this app called Brushes, which I absolutely love. Um, I am, here's, here's my masterpiece. Um, <laughs> one of the really cool things about Brushes is you can hit a play button, and it'll show how you drew the picture. It'll replay it. Isn't that cool? Um, so I actually, in this case, oops, how does that zoom in? Um, I actually drew it here on this iPad. But if you don't draw your picture on that device, a good way we've used um, in UConn schools where I've been working is we have, um, you know, used a, a website, a Postgre site, to email. Because you can um, email from almost every application on the iPad. And so we've set up a Postra site, and I've got some information about how to do that if that's of interest to you. But the point is, you have got to have content in your photo roll, okay, on the iPad when you are going to make your ebook. So what I'm about to demonstrate here is like kind of the last step. You've got to have all your stuff ready to package together. This is like the assembly process. So rough draft, I've got my text, I'm going to, you know, draw pictures or I'm going to find pictures that I can use and I'm going to have those on my iPad so I can put them in. Oops, wrong app. So now I'm in Book Creator and I've put in this, uh, this slide. If I wanted to, um, I can, you know, pinch to, to change the size, move this around. I can add on the um, T button, I can go ahead and um, add my name and when you move this wherever you want there's an I button for information and that lets you change your font size the actual font the color and these uh, dots are called handles that's what I call them and you can move things around you know to get it set like you want you can have multiple pictures on the same page you decide and then click here to go to the next page so now I'll put on um, a picture, I'll do the puppet video one, okay? And I'm ready to do some audio. Now this part, I've noticed when I do iPad stuff, the iPad doesn't, um, when I'm doing recording, it doesn't mirror really well. And so there's a $30 adapter that you can purchase at uh, Best Buy if you don't have an Apple store, and uh, or you can order it online. And so that adapter on an iPad 2 or an iPad new is going to mirror out so everything I'm doing on my iPad you can see. 
The disadvantage is I'm now tethered to the front of the room, right? I can't wander around. But when you're doing recording stuff, I found that this works better. So now I'm going to hit the dot that, or the icon that looks like a little um, sound file or a musical note. What is that? Two quarter notes? Two uh, eighth notes? And I'm going to hit record. Puppet videos are one of the best ways to creatively illustrate a story when you don't want to uh, record video, but you want to be able to readily create a skit or a, or a video that involves action between different characters. So I'll hit stop. If I messed up, I could say no. I'll go ahead and say yes. And what it's going to do is drop this little audio file in. I can resize that to be as small or big as I want to. And if I want to hear what that sounds like, I hit the play button. Puppet videos are one of the best ways to creatively illustrate a story when you don't want to uh, record video, but you want to be able to readily create a skit or, or a video that involves action between different characters. Now, how do you think your students will do better with an impromptu recording like that or having it written down in a script? Script, okay, and you're going to want them to do that. So again, this is the this is the product phase. It's going to come at the end, but um, that process is it. I mean, you continue to go to other pages, add media, and and so you can add images, you can add text, and you can add audio. You can reorder your uh, slides. So if you want to change the order, if I can uh, click on edit, and I can you know change the order of my of my uh, pictures here. Um, I can also click to add additional pages. If I want to delete those pages, I can click the little minus there and get rid of my pages. So that is, in a nutshell, how you can use this app called Book Creator to create eBooks. And once it's on our iPad, we've got options for sharing those. And those are here at the bottom. There's a button that looks like a square and an arrow, which I guess is the share button. Lucy, do you know, is that the official name of that button? Uh, probably. I don't know. Um, and, you know, you can open it in other apps. So if I click on iBooks, it's going to leave the um, book creator app. It's going to put that book here into my library. And now, just like I was showing Jakari's video or Jakari's book and Rachel's book, I can click on it. Video. I can listen to it. And you heard I just used the built-in microphone. There's a great $60 microphone called an iRig that you could get to put on, you know, use, and it filters out classroom noise. But we've had students doing that um, in class with 20 kids at their desks, and it was okay. You know, it had background noise, but um, it, was, um, it worked. We didn't have to have special microphones. That was with an iPad cart. Um, how are you going to share this? How do you turn it in? Well, one of the really great things that I would recommend you check out if you're going to use an iPad cart and, and use that at your school, Lucy mentioned Evernote. Um, our district in Yukon uses um, Lightspeed filter, content filtering, and they provide what's called a My Big Campus access. It's like having your own Blackboard or WebCT or Moodle. Um, but you can act, they have an app, and you can actually turn stuff in, and kids can have an unlimited amount of storage space, and that is a way that you can have an assignment and say, okay, I want you to do your poetry um, ebook where you're going to read your poem with your drawing and turn it in to me with my big campus. 
we are not quite at the stage of teachers, you know, all comfortable with that, uh, using that. And so the way that we turned in ebooks this year was by email. Now, what will happen if I email it as a PDF? No sound. You're going to get the book, but no audio with it because PDFs can't have that. So we said email as a uh, iBook, and then we would put in the Postura site, which I don't remember. I think we, I don't know if we just called it Mrs. Callison. Maybe it was just Callison. Anyway, there's an email address that gets attached to the, the Postra site, and this is how we had students turning in hundreds of assignments this year from the iPad, uh, you know, in, in sixth grade English class, turning stuff in. So I just showed you a bunch of stuff. I want you to turn to your neighbor and talk about that um, from the standpoint of what questions do you have about the process and where do you see that fitting in with what you're teaching or what your, what, what your curriculum is, okay? Take 90 seconds and talk about that. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. I've never seen it happen before. This is the first room I've seen it happen in. So I think it must be something to do with the way it's – my screen is not flickering. So I'm not I'm not sure. I've never seen it do that. So let me let me let me turn my my. Uh, do you have that happen in your room too? No, I've never seen it happen before. So I mean I've never also been on four projectors at the same time. So. Uh huh. You want to turn off that set because we have that problem. And they were all syncing and everybody's books was on, were on everybody. Unless you want, you want that. But, but it takes some time. The default is, yes, they'll all sync and everybody sees everything. If you're syncing it to one a computer. Right. So That's a little bit nicer than that other timer. <sighs> If this was my wireless at school, I would I would protest having to put this password in every five minutes. Okay. Um, I'm going to answer some questions. Let me let me point out that the examples that I'm showing, and I'm going to show you more, are on our page. So when you scroll down this page, um, the slides for that video conference I did with Alan are actually here. In December, I taught a whole hour-long class about this over video, and that whole thing is on YouTube. My YouTube channel has been approved by Google for uploads longer than 15 minutes, so if you have somebody else who wasn't here and they're interested, they can watch that video from December, which is similar um, in content. But here are the examples, and we have just been looking at EPUB examples. 
We saw Snowflake Gets Lost. You can download that directly for free. Twins that Rachel made. And um, the one that Jakari did is not published. Uh, we didn't get that one posted. Um, but there's other examples, and these are ones that were turned in by students. So, for instance, this is uh, a, a, a soccer ebook that a student named Xander created for Ms. Callison in her fifth period class. And this was her blog, dcallison at postress.com. And the student emailed it from here, and it was approved by her. She moderated it, and that's how the process works. So, and there, you, you can see that on her blog this last fall, there were 285 things that kids in her sixth grade English classes turned in to her site. And this was a way that we were, you know, turning in ebooks. Um, they did some slideshows. And they did images too. They did they did pictures. Okay. So um, questions. The one that I'm using is called Air Server, and the website is airserverapp.com. This is a $15 app that runs on Windows and Macintosh, and it's one of two choices that I'm aware of. The other one is called Reflection App. It is also $15. However, I've had better luck with the Air Server being more stable. Um, both of them require you to be on the same network and your network to be open for Apple TV to work. So. The, probably the best way to get to that resource is if you Google iPad Media Camp, I've got all the curriculum and resources and everything like that for iPad Media Camp, you can click on curriculum. And so all the curriculum, I did a June and a July iPad Media Camp, and so I've got resources and um, they're, all, they're all right there, um, those links. And then if you get an Apple TV, the best converter that I've seen is the $60 one that is an all-in-one and it plugs into the Apple TV and then lets you plug in your, your VGA projector cable like we're doing here. $60. But I think the easiest way is to, is to use a, a solution like AirServer where, you know, it works on your existing computer. You just have to have them both connected wireless. That may be an issue if your desktop computer is plugged into the wall and it's not wireless. <coughs> This is a pragmatic question. Okay. When you, go, when you buy an iPad, does Apple give you an iTunes account? Nope, there's not any discounts. They're so popular that they're... But you can sometimes get a free iTunes card, and one of the teachers in our iPad Media Camp who bought a computer got a free $50 right. iTunes card. If you buy it for education, I think... She had to show her educational credential or something. It's for college students, but I think they extend it to... Teachers. Teachers, too, right now. She got it at an actual Apple store, but she had to ask for it and talk to them. They, they, they have some specials for kids right now, going to college, and adults are buying it. So, um, the other thing too is if you guys have Target here, you can trade in your old gadgets, and I've never done this personally, but sometimes they'll give you a discount if you trade it in and get a new one at a reduced price. Somebody asked in the back channel about the code for the ebook. It's just the same one. Oops, it's gone on that one. Um, 
It's the same one that we're using for Twitter. It's Blackfoot ETC, and that's good through tomorrow night at midnight. Blackfoot ETC. Yes, mm-hmm. there's a regular EPUB version that's downloadable for the Nook. Okay. Um, I want to show you a couple other examples, but before I go back to my iPad, um, let's talk about software. I've got, there's things about formats, and that's important to know. Kindle has its own format. Um, it's, it's different. If you want to publish books and uh, sell them, Kindle has a program called Kindle Direct Publishing, and you just need your bank account number and routing number, routing number and account number, and um, you need an ISBN number, uh, which is the number you have to have to, to publish a book, and then you can upload your file. That can be a Word file or a PDF. It's best to have flowable text, so having it in HTML version. But anyway, it, it converts it and does that, and um, I thought on here, I'll, I'll add the link. There's a, um, a student in, in UConn schools, Luke Squanson, this was on our showcase blog, wrote a book that he actually started in eighth grade, and it's available on Amazon and Barnes and & Noble. It's called Liberty and Justice for All, and he wrote it uh, as, a fic- as a work of fiction about the Civil War. And, um, you know, this is the first high school student that I've run into who has published his own book, and it's for sale, and uh, he's a published author. He's self-published. Now, if you read it, you will probably think a lot of, you'll, you'll probably have some thoughts about publishing and editing, and, you know, there's, there, it's a different world today without the, the need for people to have publishers, but I think it's pretty exciting that he's able to do that and sell it for $3. I'll add that link to our page. Um, I'm going to mention a couple other sites, and then I'll show you a couple other ebooks, and then we're going to be done. Um, there are other software programs that you can use and that are good to know about besides Mac stuff. The first one I'll mention is Calibre. Calibre is free. It is cross-platform. That means it works on Windows, works on Mac, it works on Linux, and it will convert between different formats, and it can be used to manage your eBooks. It will not create an enhanced eBook. The only two ways that I know of currently to create an enhanced ebook um, is if you're looking for um, a free option, you can use iBooks Author, which Martin and Jason taught a class on this morning, but you have to have a Mac to do that. Um, that's the only free option that I know about. Adobe, and I think I'm going to be purchasing a copy of this, and I'm working with a publisher who is in uh, the Oklahoma City area that has published print books, is to get... Adobe InDesign, which is part of the Creative Suite, and Adobe InDesign is professional. Has anybody worked with it before? Okay. And you can get an educational discount for it, but I think you're limited in what you can do commercially with an educational discount version. I think it's fairly expensive. Um, but it will, it will create um, EPUBs. The way that I created my ebook last summer was I used Apple's Pages, and Pages exports to an EPUB format. An EPUB is not restricted to only the iPad. 
when it's enhanced with video and audio, it is. But you can make EPUB books, on, and, and they'll go on a Nook. You can um, upload to make those available on Amazon as well now. Um, one more website I'll open, and um, Lucy mentioned this, EPUB Bud. This is a great site that has lots of, of it says free children's books. You can um, put in, and this is a risk, okay, I don't know what's going to come up. Okay, good. One, one result for Snowflake gets lost. Um, <laughs> I had a bit of a rude shock in a Barnes & Noble a, a couple weeks ago when I was looking for playing with media and learned there's a lot of porn for sale on the Nook store, and um, it's right there in the kids section. And it's like, wow, that's really surprising. Uh, I hope they find a way to filter that because I put playing with media. That came up. There was another... Um, Children's, there was a children's book uh, about a monkey, and then there was a bunch of porn. So, um, and, you, but it, and somebody said that Nook doesn't have accessibility features, too. Right. Yes, it doesn't. Um, so EPUBBud is good to know about because your kids can share books. They can share enhanced books. And here's a really great thing. If you want to sell a book, you have to get an ISBN number, and you can buy an ISBN number from EPUBBud for $5. That's the cheapest I've ever seen. The only disadvantage, I think, is that, you know, when people look up the ISBN number, who owns this, it won't say your name or your company's name. It'll say EPUBBud does. But you have to have that number if you want to sell on Apple's iTunes or on, on Amazon. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and um, show you just a couple a couple other eBooks, and then we're going to be out of time. Um, I really think it's amazing to see today how ebooks are going beyond just Kindle books, iBooks, and they're also becoming apps. So Lucy mentioned the book Our Choice by Al Gore, and whatever you think about Al Gore and global warming, okay, this book is a pretty amazing example of what's possible with um, an ebook. There are different interactives with this, and so you can go here to a graph, and you can change the graph by selecting different things. And then there's movies, so I can click here, and it'll play the video. Most modern wind turbines consist of a large three-blade rotor. Okay, we won't play the whole thing. Um, And then I'm pretty sure this one has the one where we blow into it. Yeah. So if I blow into the microphone, I can charge the battery, all right? Now, that's not going to be something you're going to do in every ebook, but wow, that's pretty amazing. Now, I heard that they had four developers that helped Gore develop, you know, create this, and we're probably all not going to have four developers that are going to help us build our books, but that is a pretty amazing book to know about. Another one that I have linked is called Ticklesaurus. And Ticklesaurus was created by a young preschooler and her dad. And we can choose to have it read to me. In a land long ago, before people or toys or games on phones, dinosaurs ruled. Some were huge, some were tiny. But they all had feelings just like you. Hmm, okay. Um, This is interactive, so as I touch the volcano, it erupts, as I touch the the sun, and then I can go on to the next one. One day, a young T-Rex named Lauren 
was feeling very sad. Okay, I won't read more of this. That was created with a free uh, program called Game Salad. Game Salad creates games, allows you to create games for both Android and for Mac. In April, I was at Tony Vincent's mobile learning conference in Phoenix, and I was in a, about three different sessions with a professor from the University of Georgia that runs STEM camps and workshops for kids learning how to make mobile games. Wow! But you know, it doesn't have to be a game. It could also be an app. So the last one that I'll show you, I just learned about in our iPad Media Camp, and it's this one, The Fantastic Flying Books of Mr. Morris Lesmore. Have you seen this before? So this was a film that won awards, and it's a book. And for each chapter that we're going to go through, we have to do something different to advance to the next, to the next level. I don't know, but, but this, is, this is really amazing. So this, it blurs the line between am I reading, you know, because I'm interacting and I'm seeing um, animations. And I built this all up as being really excited, and now I'm not able to... Get it to do anything. Okay, maybe it's loaded. The wind stopped blowing. There actually is one chapter of this that Rachel and I cannot figure out how to go go beyond. Wow. So what do we do? When in doubt, let's double click our home button. We'll hold down our finger. We'll quit the the, the app, and we'll try again. And I don't know, it should... Okay, here we go. Okay, very good. I was feeling quite incompetent there. Morris Lesmore loved words. He loved stories. He loved books. His life was a book of his own writing one orderly page after another. We would open it every morning and write of his joys and sorrows, all that he knew and everything that he owned. Now there's a hint on this one um, that you need to drag your finger to the left and it shows arrows. And as I flick my finger here to the left, I'm moving these books that are starting to blow. And then finally I'll see the, that the page turns and I can go ahead and flick but to the next every page. Every story has its upsets. Okay. I will not read the rest of the book. I can go here to the corner and I can see the table of contents. We can go to whatever chapter we want. There is a chapter here that we can't get beyond. I don't know how to do it. <laughs> what an exciting day for reading. What an exciting day for sharing ideas. My encouragement to you, if you have not already is to get some kind of an e-reader and to start reading e-books. I love paper books too. Okay, I really do. I, I like to write in the margins of my nonfiction. I like them on my shelf. Uh, I like the fact that on the airplane they can't tell me to turn it off and shut it down. Love that. Okay, but I know that there's a lot of transformative power to e-books that you simply don't get with a paper book. And I have seen and witnessed personally this last semester second graders so excited about writing because they have this opportunity now to not only have their words shared but their voice shared and their picture shared and the 
promise of being able to do that really for free if we've got technology, if we've got the ability to do it. So, in addition to getting an e-book and, uh, or an e-reader and reading e-books, I would encourage you to find ways to dabble with e-book creation and use some different tools that are available. I really hope Android is going to catch up with iPad, and someday I'm sure it will, but I don't know. Who knows? That's, that's a hope. Um, if you find other tools and other resources, other e-books, please share them and um, share the, the passion of, of writing and, and reading with kids because there are so many different ways that we can be creative and communicate today. So thank you all very much, and we'll see you tomorrow.